Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com and listen to it as much as you like. I know sometimes not everybody gets the second hour, but you go to our website and you'll find it. And you get all this great information and don't have to worry about taking notes while you're enjoying the show. We have Frank Selby on the line, who is uh, in quarantine right now, but he's gonna, he sounds like he's still alive, but barely. Uh, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, Frank, anyway, I know that you're not going to be able to make it through the whole thing, but we'll see if we can get you on and talk to Frank Burr at Snowby, uh, the new uh, company that's in the European company that's coming to the U.S. So that's coming up real quick. And we have, uh, we're working on a, um, a trip into September to Los Burrides, a.k.a. the East Cape. Uh, eight hundred and fifty bucks, and it is so much fun. And hopefully, we'll already have a big got two. Oh, perfect. Well, we need about, <laughs> we need about twelve more, but I think we've got them. Anyway, no, no problem. Uh, I'd like to say that if anybody wants us to put a trip together, whether to Costa Rica, I'm thinking about doing a trip maybe to Cuba in the winter sometime, Frank. That sounds really good, doesn't it? Yeah. And, of course, all our trips are tremendous bargains. I mean, if you get a paper out, you can afford to go with us. But uh, get in touch yeah, with, uh, you know, go to fishhunttalkradio.com. Send me an email. Get in touch. Listen to us. And uh, we've got a whole ton of stuff building up in our treasure chest. We're going to have to start getting some stuff away, Frank. Yeah. But uh, anyway, hopefully you'll be able to... Uh, Come back with us after the break, and we'll see if we can see how long you last. We'll take a little bit of a break. I'll last. We'll hey, we'll I'm get, a trooper. Well, we got somebody, Richard Bowling from Clinton, Missouri, and Adam from uh, Taquan Air in Alaska with float planes. That's kind of cool. Anyway, um, we're going to have to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. And, uh, Frank, don't fall asleep on me. You are, li- you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Grocery Outlet Bargain Market! Bargain Market buys overstocks and closeouts. With bulk buying power, these savings are passed on to you. Unbelievable prices on current name brand products. Inventory changes, so stop in frequently. Many items 50 to 75% off. The local wine prices will amaze you. The organic food selection is huge. On Upper De La Vina, convenient and plenty of parking. Grocery Outlet Bargain Market! Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com and listen to it as much as you like. I know sometimes not everybody gets the second hour, but you go to our website and you'll find it. And you get all this great information and don't have to worry about taking notes while you're enjoying the show. Frank Burr from Snowby on the line with this. And Frank is doing something kind of interesting. Is As we know, fishing in Europe is a little bit different than it is in the United States. You know, they don't have all the national parks and, and uh, all the resources that we do. But the people that fish in Europe are, let's just say, dedicated and um, a lot of fly fishing. Yeah, and it just so happens there's a company called Snowbee, 
Frank, I don't know where you got that name, but <laughs> we're going to go with it. It's called Snowbee, <laughs> and uh, they have come to the United States from Europe and launching a, uh, a new company called Snowbee uh, that specializes in fly fishing. So whatever you want to know, whatever you want to know about fly fishing, um, you can get in for quality products. And right now, because they're trying to build a client base, you can get in uh, and get some great equipment at an incredible price. So with all that said, Frank Burr, welcome to Fish on Talk Radio. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on again. And well, let's kind of take a, a just a, a minute or so to go back over your history as to what you guys are doing. Okay. Well, Snowbee uh, has been around in the UK for about 40 years now, actually, since 1978. And we manufacture a full line of fly fishing equipment. UK also carries uh, some conventional equipment as well. But here in the United States, we just opened the uh, U.S. division last June, so been around about 10 months now. And uh, what we carry in the United States is just strictly fly fishing-oriented uh, equipment. Mm-hmm. And we have a full line, rods, reels, lines, lines of actually have been uh, famous in the U.K. and uh, has started to catch on in the United States as people uh, use them more often. We also have a full line of waders and fishing accessories. And uh, matter of fact, we're even bringing over a float tube for me to try out that the U.K. Oh. has had around for a couple of years. So oh, cool. that should be interesting. I look forward to using that up in some high Sierra lakes this year. Yeah. Um, and... Just uh, just a thought, and uh, Frank Selby, maybe you can comment on this. I've been doing this show for, gosh, um, I don't know, since I was about 12 years old, which was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so now we've been, I don't even know how long we've been on there. 12, 15 years, I think. But, uh, you know, you just... You know, my job is not to answer the questions, but to ask. But I can't help but learn a few things along the way. And I see trends. And one of those trends that seems to be not a fad, but a trend, and that's fly fishing. It appears, I mean, just from my observation, that it's becoming more and more popular. And I'd like both of you guys to comment on that. Well, fly fishing has been around since the Ming Dynasty. And it always goes up and down. This last five or six years, more saltwater flight of fishermen, conventional fishermen, are getting into fly fishing. And I think it's a more challenging sport, and people love that challenge. What do you think, Frank? Absolutely. It is more challenging, and I think actually you can catch a lot more fish on the fly than you can in any other method, because the flies that we're using are made to imitate the actual food that the uh, fish are eating. So if it swims in the water, pretty much you can catch it on the fly. Well, you know, I'm glad you said that, because from my experience also, I mean, if you want to go fishing, that's fine. I mean, it's just to be be near the water and be in a beautiful place and throw the line out. But catching is even more fun. And from my experience, from what I've seen, um, an experienced uh, fly angler can outfish conventional one, you know, considerably. Absolutely. I stopped conventional fishing probably around 30 years ago because I just got so successful with fly fishing and caught so many more fish that I gave up uh, any other method. Yeah. 
And, of course, Frank mentioned the salt water, which is becoming, you know, a, a lot more popular. I know billfish uh, fly fishing in Costa Rica, you know, has, has been around for, for some time. And we're starting to see a lot more of that in Baja, where people are actually dedicated to it. And it, uh, what can I say, it works. It might take a little longer to bring it in, but, uh, but it, it certainly works. And I've seen, you know, people, you know, put lines in the water using conventional and people fly fishing. I'll tell you a quick story. We were, uh, we were up to... I guess it was Big Bear. We were fishing the, the upper end, I think, of the Santa Ana River. And a beautiful little creek. Yeah, we were up there, and there's three of us. And there was uh, a, a place where there was a big rock, and a father and son were up there. And, you know, they were, you know, they were serious. They were trying. They were dropping their lines in the water, dropping their bait in there, and being very patient. And they sat there for a half hour, 45 minutes, and didn't catch a fish. Well, one of our group, as soon as they left, walked up on the rock, threw a fly, first cast, wham. And so I go, wow, that really works. But, it uh, does. Yeah. I had the same experience last year in High Sierra Lake that I uh, took a couple people up to, hiked about three miles off the road and got up to this lake and uh, plenty of brook trout in the lake. And I saw several people conventional fishing and not having much luck. And we were fishing around them with the fly and almost every cast we were getting a fish. And people were coming up to us saying, what are you doing that you're catching all these fish? And we're not. So we showed them. We showed them the fly fishing equipment, showed them how to, taught them how to cast real quick, and they started catching fish. So they were very wow. excited. So I think, I think a lot more people, as they find that it's uh, much more successful catching fish on the fly, are going to switch to it. Well, let me ask you a question. I'm not sure if it's a fair <laughs> one. But if, if, you know, if you're uh, nymph fishing, you just drop your line in the water and let it go and try and uh, pull it up when you get a nibble, but you usually don't know when you did. But uh, what about using a spinning rod with a fly on the end? That will work, but I don't find it as effective. And the reason for that is when you're using spinning equipment, you have to have some weight to cast that fly out. So mm. most people use a clear bobber that's half filled with water to get that fly out uh, in a distance to where the fish are. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when that bobber hits the water, it creates a pretty good splash and usually ends up scaring more fish than you end up attracting. Mm-hmm. With fly fishing equipment, however, you don't have that handicap. You've got a uh, lightweight fly line that you're throwing out there, and with the proper delicate cast, it's uh, it can be pretty hard to spook a fish, and that's why I think you're a lot much more successful in catching uh, over conventional equipment using a fly. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. We've only got about a minute or so left, uh, but let's talk about fly line. Now, when you're casting, it's actually the weight of the line that's carrying the fly out. It's not the fly. That's so, correct. But um, give us a just kind of a, a 30-second uh, thumbnail sketch of fly line. What types and for what reason? Several different types of fly lines available. The most widely used is probably a floating line, uh, that, which can be used, of course, for your dry fly fishing as well as nymph fishing, uh, and is probably the first line most people get, uh, probably a five-weight floating line. There's also double taper lines, weight-forward lines, which are weight, weighted differently. A weight-forward line has most of its weight in the first uh, 10 to 15 feet of the line to make it easier to cast out. The weight ha- helps carry it out further 
thicker and faster than a double tapered line, which is thicker on both ends of the actual fly line. Okay, well, uh, Frank, a- Frank, I'm sorry, but I guess I got started a little bit late. I thought I had another minute, but we don't. So oh, no problem. I guess we're just going to have to bring you back on again. All right. Be happy okay. to. But uh, real quick, we got to go run right now, but the uh, website is? Is www.snowbee-usa.com. Snowbee-usa.com. Okay, no, no, no. Snowbee. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. 
This is John Hennigan, and you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, or yeah, Fish Talk Hunt. Fish Hunt Talk Radio, that's what it is. Sometimes I forget. But anyway, we have Richard Bowling on the line. We got Frank standing by just in case. Uh, actually, he's probably laying down. But uh, anyway, um, now Richard is a fishing and hunting guide from Clinton, Missouri. Or Missouri, I guess. Missouri. Yeah. I'm sorry? Missouri. Missouri. That's what I saw. But <laughs> But now that is probably, Missouri is probably one of the, you know, as far as uh, sportsmen per capita, it's got to be one of the rates near the top. Yes, it is. Uh, we have some great fishing in Missouri, especially bass fishing. Mm-hmm. Now, Richard, give us an idea. Well, first of all, I want to apologize for Richard. Uh, he's a fishing and hunting guide, and right now he's doing some guided fishing. He's actually on the water, so there might be some background noise and some wind. We appreciate you putting up with it, but uh, we'll do the best we can. So, Richard, tell us a little bit about yourself. I've uh, been hunting and fishing for about 25 years, and actually right now we're on the water and we're catching I uh, got a bucket full of big old crappie. Uh huh. Doing what you call spider rigging, and that's I, pretty I much all I, I don't all know I do. Is I don't, I'm not. I'm not familiar with spider rigging. Are you, Frank? Yeah. Well, of course you are. But uh, <laughs> real, real quickly, what is spider rigging? Spider rigging is where you put eight poles out the front of your boat. Got 16 hooks in the water right now, <laughs> and just push them off the front of the boat. It uh -huh. looks like a bunch of spider legs. What it looks like. Oh, okay, okay. Now, when you're fishing for crappie, uh, they normally take bait. You know, you can use like uh, uh, power bait or something like that, can't you? Or do you use worms, or what do you use? No, I use live bait. I use minnows 99% of the time. They'll eat a minnow all year long. Uh, they'll eat a jig, you know, a crappie jig, but it's hard to beat the live bait, the minnow rig. Yeah. Right yeah. now we're pushing double minnow rig. Well, now, do you take a, a net and catch them, or do you buy them at the bait store, or what? Uh, we buy all our bait at the bait store. Mm-hmm. The shires. What's that? Are they, are they the little shiders or uh, the, uh, God, my mind went blank. The toughies now. These are all shiners today. I've been using toughies, but now they got shiners in from Arkansas, so that's what we're using today. Which yeah, uh, yeah. I like that flash in the water, so they work a little bit better. Yeah. Well, crappie is well. First of all, they they don't get huge, and they wouldn't call it. You know, it's not like catching a marlin or even a tuna or a dorado, uh, or even a big salmon. But they do fight. You know, for their weight, and they're very tasty. Uh, you yeah, know, they got they got a you know it's a white meat, but it's real firm. Uh, and if you weren't from Missouri, I'd say you'd make some tacos, but uh, I don't think you guys <laughs> eat tacos down there. But uh, you know, you just kind of fillet them out and just uh, maybe dip them in some sort of a some crumbs or cornmeal and corn, flour. Cornmeal and flour. There you go. And With then, salt and pepper in it, and then drop them in some. I, I like to use peanut oil because it's not greasy and it gets hot. And you just dip them in there and pull them out and let them set and have a fish sandwich or a fish fry. Yeah, it's hard to beat. I use what they call Andy's fish batter, and it's got to it. So that's what I use. I just take the dried yeah. fillet, roll it in that that powder, and then fry it, like you say. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, and one of the one of the things I will mention is I said peanut oil. I said that on purpose. Um, I mean, you can use anything. You can use uh, you know bacon fat if you want to, but peanut oil has almost no taste, and the uh, flash point of the the heat that you can take it up to is almost a hundred degrees higher than vegetable oil. And yeah, so you don't it burn of, it. Yeah, it comes out nice and clean, and and it's not greasy. And, you know, it's probably even better for you. But they're, they're a lot of fun. And that's one of the things I think a father-son kind of a trip is crappie fishing is perfect. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now, father-son deal, and uh, just enjoying the day. Yeah, well, actually, we probably should throw some daughters in there, too, because there's some, some, oh, pretty, yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty good anglers out, lady anglers out there. And, you know, speaking of that... Uh, is we we mentioned that fly fishing earlier is becoming more popular, and the other thing that I can see a trend towards is a lot of more women are getting involved in hunting and fishing. I personally, you know, when I'm on these guide trips, I'd say once every two weeks I'll take two women out, whether it be spider rigging or casting the banks, dipping. It don't matter. They come out as a as a group, and I uh, take women, and they, you know, they're as good a fisherman as what a lot of the guys are. So yeah. they enjoy it, and I love to take them. They're, you know, they're easy to teach if they don't know what they're doing or just learning. So they well, enjoy taking yeah, them. Yeah, I've I've heard that women actually naturally um, have an advantage because um, you know a man, of course, he wants to overpower everything, <laughs> and, and uh, you know women. You know, if they don't know, they'll listen. You know, for just like a guy asking for instructions, he he's not going to listen to you. No, uh, but, he's not going to read instructions or listen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, in the same way. Yeah, I know. I said the only time I read the instructions is when it didn't work the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Got to redo it. Correct. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, but uh, and also you're a hunting guide, so give us an idea what kind of game you got around there. Uh, we got a lot of game, but what I personally guide for is ducks and, on Truman Lake, and then I also guide for turkeys, which mm-hmm. I do that off of Truman Lake and then on some private ground also. So, a lot of birds right now. That's what that's the season that's open is uh, spring turkey. Oh, I was just going to uh, say that. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. You know, we can out to one o'clock, get in the woods way before daylight, get them fired up on the roost, and try to get close to them and try to call them off a roost to you. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're calling him, is this something you made, or can you uh, demonstrate a turkey call for us? Uh, I could if I had one. I can't call him with my mouth. I use a mouth call, but I don't have one in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah, you can buy them over the counter, uh, Walmart, anywhere. Well, let's, let, let's hear you try and imitate it without without the... Uh, oh, uh, I can't even I can't come, come close. Okay, well... <laughs> it's just a yelp. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about tur- turkey hunting. They normally, you know, uh, travel in, what, six or eight or something like that as a flock. They spend a lot of time underground walking around eating, um, and sometimes they'll be up in the trees. So give us some tips on, you know, how you hunt for turkey. Well, you're hunting for, here in Missouri, you know, in the spring season, all you can kill is a gobbler. That's the one with the visible beard. Um, they do what you call goblin, and what I do is I get in close to where I think they're roosted, and I'll hoot like a hoot owl with a call I've got or just about any kind of noise you can make, and it's called shock goblin. They'll gobble on the limb before they fly down, 
And once you've located where they're at, then you set up your decoys and you get all oh, nestled de- in. Deco- decoys for turkey. Is it, uh, obviously, you don't put those in the water. So what what is a turkey decoy? It just kind of looks like it looks a turkey. Just like a, it looks just like a turkey. It looks like a jake turkey with a little beard on it. You're trying oh. to make the big mature bird, one with a 9, 10, 11-inch beard, uh, come to see what the girl that he's after and see a little jake there, the immature bird. Yeah come in to have the fight or whatever and that's whenever you shoot him mm-hmm. yeah, you, you gotta the get fan. a job on you, you call him and, and bring him in to you and you gotta get him within about 40 yards of the shotgun and that's your goal and, or even closer and once you get them in range and you get their head sticking up they come out of strut then you, you let them have it yeah. yeah. you use the fan once in a while yeah you know down here there's so much so many hunters it's pretty popular I don't do that but I'm fixing to head to Nebraska, and when I get to Nebraska, I will do it up there because I'm going to be on a big piece of private, but that oh. fan does work, and it works effectively. Uh, what did you say? The, the what? The sand? The fan, yeah. The oh, tail fan. feathers oh, of yeah, the bird. Yeah, one. right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, when they're fanned out and strutting that, that fan, oh, yeah. you know, they're showing their dominance, they've got it all fanned well, out. And, yeah, and, I would suspect up there there's probably a lot of pheasant, too, with all the corn and stuff, right? Uh, Northern Missouri, I'm in kind of the... Mid Missouri, and we don't have too well, you many mentioned, pheasants. Well, you here. mentioned you mentioned Nebraska. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of pheasants up there. I go. My daughter lives in northern Nebraska, and that's where we're headed to. But they got a lot of pheasants up there. Mm-hmm. Send me their backs, feathers. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're fun to hunt, good to eat too. But yeah, I'll just well, uh, key on the turkeys when I get there. Well, Richard, uh, you just mentioned something. What is the difference between eating a wild turkey and something and a uh, something out of the grocery store? Man, I tell you what, you get a wild turkey and you cut the breast out, get both sides of that breast, and you cut it, uh, you know, across the grain, not with it. And then the same thing, you roll that in the flour and the seasoned salt and. Mm-hmm. Uh, salt and pepper and you fry it like what you would a chicken strip and uh, I, I fry them in buttered flavored Crisco yeah man ain't nothing better eating than a wild turkey <laughs> yeah I 110 <laughs> percent oh, yeah. agree with that so the is the meat more red than a, than a domestic turkey uh when you fry that up and you cut into it it's pretty white it's pretty white you know it's it's not pink or nothing it's uh that looks like the white piece of a chicken breast yeah well, we know that the ones that you buy in a store are bred for have big breasts. So, right, yeah. um, you know, the, the wild ones, you know, they might be tastier. It's more concentrated, but they don't have the, you know, the, you know, the four, four or five pound breasts. Mm-hmm. No, they, the breast on them is pretty good size. You can get usually two meals, you know, two or three people and get two meals out of, out of one turkey. So, yeah. you know, when you cut both sides out, I eat one side one night and then I'll freeze the other and then cook it another time. There you go. Okay. Well, it looks like we're about out of time, Richard. Would you like to, if you are a guide, maybe you've got a website you can give us. I do. Well, I got a Facebook page. Go to that. It's Richard Bowling's Guide Service. Go in there and like that page, and you kind of follow what I do every day. I have a picture of these fish on there in a little while, and just go in there and like that and okay. kind of follow what I do. All right. That's Richard. It's B O W L I N G. Bowling. Um, yep. And I, I just go and look him up on Facebook and get in touch with him and go to Missouri and catch some crappie and some turkeys. Thank you, Richard. We appreciate all that information. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one. All while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouthwatering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have Frank. Frank, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely, but we appreciate you hanging in. And no we, we, we have Frank Bowling from... Um, no, no, this is Adam. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. We, we have Adam from uh, yeah. uh, Taquan Air in Ketchikan. And I've been up there, I've been with you guys, and what an operation. But one of the things that I wanted to bring up is that if you've ever been on a float plane, you'll understand. If you've never been on a float plane, 
uh, you got to do it. I mean, you, you you take off and you can't even tell when you leave the water. And when right. you land, it, it takes all of the things that you love about boating and mm-hmm. all the things that I hope you love about flying, and it meshes them together. It's uh, it's kind of hard to describe without experiencing it for yourself. Yeah, when you come down and touch down on the water, you know, there's no hard runway. You don't get a bump, bump. It's just like. Oh, are we on the water? <laughs> and, right. Uh, and it's just uh, the other thing is that in the float planes, um, you know, this is not like a jet airliner. So you not can, at all. You know, you can fly a hundred feet over the tops of trees, you know, and and watch, and you can see you can see the eyeballs of the uh, of the goats and you know deer and stuff and the moose down below you looking at you, and it's right. just it's something that. There's no other way to experience it, and you're certainly not going to walk in there and do it. And you can actually get closer to those animals than you probably could if you were tracking them. Right. Well, in the way the way that I describe it to to most people is, it is the last known form of free aviation left on the planet. Um, you know, years ago I instructed guys in float planes. I still do. I, I'm still a seaplane instructor. But years ago when I did it full-time, uh, it, it was mind-blowing to them to do something along the lines of, well, you know, we'll take off from this little bay here, and, you know, we'll just fly at 10 feet, and we'll go land over in that little bay over there about a quarter mile away. Yeah. And it could be in a totally different direction. You can you can land while in a turn, uh, you know, while the aircraft is still banked and land in a bank turn. Uh, and, and these guys were just completely mind-blown by the freedom that that a float plane allows as opposed to wheels because when you're on wheels you're flying more or less straight lines between two strips of concrete uh-huh. and here it's uh yeah you know i would love if i had a, a straight line of anything to land on you know <laughs> like so there's different contours of the shoreline you could yeah. be landing on a river it could be the ocean yeah. you have it's not like you're at uh, you know you're not even at two or three thousand feet you know you're just kind of you know so close to the right. ground and following the terrain Right. And, well, and then the question is, I mean, why, uh, you know, why climb all that way when you just wind up having to go all the way back down to it eventually, <laughs> yeah. especially when you're flying on and off the ocean? I mean, why go yeah. up to 5,000 feet when uh, sea level is the same spot 50 miles away? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I want to touch on is uh, Taquan Air. Well, first of all, we'll talk about it maybe when we come back from the break about what all you guys do. But one of the things you do, which is ex- very, very exciting, is you can take someone. We talked about the remote lakes. You can right. take someone out and uh, for a day trip. You land on the water. You fly fish for four hours or whatever it is, and then you fly back. Or... They have fly-in trips, and is it the uh, the federal government has these little cabin things that you can rent? And, That's right, the Forest Service. Forest uh, Service they are yeah. built and maintained by the Forest Service, and yeah, you can rent them for several days. And yeah. I I describe it as camping without a tent. Um, yeah, the little you know, cabins. They're very yeah. basic amenities on the inside. You get four bunks. There's a, either a wood stove or a gas stove, depending on which cabin you rented. And outside of that, you bring all your own provisions, your own bedding, uh, any other supplies you decide you need, and we drop you off and you camp out for a few days, and then we come get you whenever you yeah. decide you want to come back. Yeah, well, hopefully. I don't know if there's any cell service up there, but can we get There is, and yeah. a lot of people will bring a, a satellite phone along with them for that yeah. reason, because uh, mm-hmm. there is no cell service. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. But, but usually they... Usually they say five days, four days, or seven days, correct? 
Right. It's when they want normally uh, seven days is quite a stretch out there. Most day, most people that go out there, it's like three days, sometimes four or five, but three days seems to be the average. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're just sitting on this remote lake, and now as far as getting on the lake itself, do they, uh, you know, do you take a boat? Do they have something available out there? How does that work? So depending on the cabin, uh, it's the other beautiful thing about these places. Uh, if the cabin is located on a lake, uh, the Forest Service also provides a skiff for use. Now, they don't provide a motor, but they do provide a pair of paddles. So if you don't want to wear your arms out while you're there, you get set up with one of the outfitters in town here. They'll get you set up with a motor and some fuel. Uh, that goes into the airplane right along with the rest of your gear. And oh, okay. then when you get out there, you set it all up. So and you, just got got a a, you just got a lightweight, maybe five horse or something? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're on the ocean, uh, you know, because some of these cabins are built uh, next to the ocean. Oh, wow. They're assuming that you took your own boat to get there. Yeah. So you should have one at your disposal. Yeah. But if not... Uh, you know, it's it is possible to bring an inflatable this, with this, you. Well, or this this like wilderness that. fishing is fascinating because when you, you know, there's you go, you know, in most of the United States, there's some great fishing spots, uh, but when you get there, there's you know the Winnebagos and you know the kids and all that kind of stuff. Right. But when you go out to these remote lakes, frequently you are the only person or people on that lake. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if somebody else is, uh, and, and you, you had touched on it earlier when uh, uh, they went into whatever lake it was and there was somebody else there, and, okay, well, we're just going to go to the next one over. And, yeah. and that's absolutely an option. You know, the next lake may be four miles further over uh, in an, an entirely different valley. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though you're really close to this other group of people that you just saw, uh, you wouldn't think it because you're, you're a mountain away. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't call that close, but uh, man, yeah. Well, you, you know, it's, and it, looking at it on a map, you know, this is just me because uh, uh, airplanes are are the one machine that shrinks the state of Alaska. I mean, it, it's enormous up here. Oh yeah. And you know, you're looking at it looking at it from a map. Four miles is is yeah. literally up and down. It's right, right. next door. But well, I've, you know, I've, you're on the I've, beaches. I, I think I've heard that if you were to take. Um, the state of California, which is like eight nine hundred miles long, that's right, uh, and and the state of Texas, which is huge, uh-huh. and the state of Montana, and combine the three of those into one state, they would fit inside Alaska. It would be the second You're largest state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another fun one to say is you know everybody in Texas is all proud of the side of the size of Texas. You know they always yeah. bring that to people's attention, and and uh, my joke for them is well you know what happens to Texas if you were to divide Alaska exactly in half makes it the third largest state. Texas would be the third largest, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's more than twice the land area of Texas. Now to yeah. be fair, the the flip side of that is there's very few people here. It's about 750,000 people yeah. for the entire state. Yeah. No, that's that's incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. A lot of open space though. And and that's yeah. the beauty of it. You know, you can well, uh, you can it, literally travel a couple miles out of town and be completely by yourself. Well, the, the Tech One Airlines and we want to kind of talk about something else in a minute, but um, these little remote Indians of the indigenous and, you know, little towns or villages with, you know, 50 or 100 people, they are cut off from civilization completely. So to get mail or buy something from Amazon, um, how do they do that? 
Well, that's where we come in uh, more often than not. Uh, you know, they do have a connection to the outside world, and a lot of them, the ones that we service anyway, are they have phone lines, you know, they have they have internet, they have satellite, that kind of thing. But at the same time, the only way they're going to get their groceries is through us, unless they want to wait days and days and days for a boat to take it out to them. Uh, so they either wait days or they wait a couple hours for their grocery run to uh, be flown out to them. So what they'll do, they'll call in to the local grocery store, uh, put in their order, and a lot of them will order for the next month. You know, they well, just order yeah. in bulk. Yeah. And they box it up, it goes into the back of the airplane, along with their mail, their newspaper, their anything else that's going to that town for the day. Yeah. And uh, we take it to them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's just like it used to be. Um, and, you know, that's fat. And you certainly provide a service for these people because otherwise, oh, absolutely. I mean, otherwise, you know, UPS isn't going to drive a truck up there. Absolutely. Well, and they can't they, uh, unless they have a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, most of, just like anything else, uh, you know, California, what is it? Something like 80 percent of the population is within 10 miles of the coast. And yeah. Alaska is pretty similar to that, isn't that right? It's uh, uh, more you know, or less. As, as I far, mean, you do you do have there. a lot of towns, uh, little towns on the interior, but the majority of the population is close to the coast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. You know, people say they're from Alaska, and I said, "Oh, you're from Anchorage," and they go, "How did you know?" Says, well, there's only seven hundred and fifty thousand, and Anchorage has about three or four hundred thousand. So right. odds are pretty it's good. Fifty fifty percent chance you'd be right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and you know, of course, Ketchikan is the first stop on the Inland Passage, and we're just saying Jenny's sitting here listening because uh, uh, she's sponsoring a trip uh, cruise, Inland Passage cruise. And you know, I I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, I think if you're going to go to Alaska, you should get off the boat and enjoy what Alaska has in the wildlife. And you, you oh, can't, I totally agree. You can't really do that by, you know, by looking at the shore a quarter mile away. But I totally agree. But if you've never been to Alaska, you know, take a cruise first and then decide where you want to go. Right. And I, I actually emphasize that, too, because we get a lot of cruise ships yeah. uh, in and out of Ketchikan every oh, yeah. single day of the summer. And I, I applaud people that, that yeah. decide to do things like go on an airplane ride right. or go for a there hike or anything like that, because otherwise and, you're Adam, wandering around downtown. And Adam, Adam, we're going to have to go to a quick break. If you don't mind, we're going to kind of continue for a few minutes when we come back. Uh, but you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. You can go to the website right on the front page. You can uh, turn it on and listen to this and other shows. And we're going to be back with you just momentarily. Thank you, Adam. your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. 
used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. Welcome back to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And uh, during the break, we've been talking a little bit to Adam about if you're going to be taking a cruise to Alaska, um, most of them all are the Inland Passage. The first stop on the Inland Passage is Ketchikan. And Ketchikan is a, has a lot of history. We were talking about, I don't know what the name of that street is, but... Uh, Creek Street. Creek Street, that's right, that's right. And it's it's built over a creek. The buildings run pilings. But, uh, you know, it, uh, you know they have three or four of these places that are now historical uh, tourist attractions, but they used to be houses of pleasure. And, you know, of course, the... Uh, um, you know, you know, and this up until about you know fifty, sixty years ago, they were still operating. But yep. uh, uh, you know, these miners and stuff are up there, and there's there's no women. <laughs> so all the know. all the loggers and fishermen. That was the the yeah. primary um, primary industry in this area for a yeah. long, long time was yeah. uh, logging and and fishing. Yeah, they're looking for relief, maybe a hot bath and a cocktail, a little, little bit yeah. of relief. Yeah. <laughs> 
it. Well, well there's uh, even a sign on the side of one of them. The, uh, so I mentioned Dolly's house when we were talking earlier. Uh, there's a sign on the side that says, uh, where fish and men swam upstream to spawn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, the difference is, is that uh, they don't die when they spawn. They can come back again. But, yeah. uh, but uh, anyway, it's it, it, if you're going to be going on a cruise, we've been talking to Adam, who's one of the pilots for, I guess the prime pilot for uh, uh, Taquan Air that has a, gosh, there's so much we wanted to cover. You mentioned um, about what you do besides taking people tourist fishing. One of the things I wanted to mention is that I think it's probably been from the early to mid-50s is the last time anybody actually manufactured a float plane. Now, you can buy new planes that they outfit with pontoons, but an actual float plane hasn't been made in 60 years or so, something like that. Is that about right, Adam? That's about right, right. The, uh, so the aircraft that we operate here, we have two two types, and they're both from the same company, De Havilland, mm-hmm. Canada. Uh, yeah, they they liquidated everything back in 1967, or the late 60s, anyway. Uh, yeah, so the they were built from the ground up to be float planes, uh, you know, and then there's modern day planes, you already said it, modern day planes, you can get them uh, converted to a float plane, but the Beaver and the de Havilland Otter uh, mm-hmm. were both built from the ground up to be on floats. Well, you know what and, I'm uh, what I'm thinking is that you know I'm not going to scare anybody, but it's pretty dangerous flying up there, and it seems like every year they lose a couple of planes. Well, it's it's only as dangerous as the pilot makes it for himself. Yeah. I mean, you know, nobody yeah, ever right. holds you at gunpoint and says fly. Yeah, well, uh, you don't. So. Yeah, you just you want to you don't fly if the conditions aren't right. That's right, and and we emphasize that uh, especially here at Taquan Air uh, because we don't we don't want to lose passengers. Yeah. We don't want to. Well, lose my, my my point was there can't be that many of those planes left. No, there's uh, quite a few. well, there, there's still quite a few of them though. And so the Beaver, anyway, and originally 1,635 of them were constructed between 1947 and 1967, and even today there's still over a thousand flying, generating wow. revenue. Yeah. John, yes, sir. True story. Guy crashes the beaver yeah. on the river. Yes. And guess how he flew it out with duct tape. <laughs> and that's not a lie. That's yeah. true. You can look it yeah. up. Well, they are I- interesting. But, uh, well, yeah, as long as you maintain it and, and you put new motors on it and this and that, it's, you know, they're, they're perfect. They're noisy, but they sure are fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Another okay. little fun fact is uh, oh, as far as um, new engines sorry. go. Ad- Adam, sorry. I'm sorry, but we got to go. So give, okay. us your, give us your website. All right. Uh, it's, it's real easy. It's taquanair.com. And spell that? A T-A-Q-U-A-N. Oh, I got it right. Taquanair.com? Yep. Oh, that's easy. And if you're going to yeah. be going to catch uh, 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 a can or Alaska on a cruise ship or just visiting, make sure you get in touch with Adam. We appreciate that very much. You are listening to Fish on Talk Radio.